worship team. Haven't you been blessed by them? Amen. They put a lot of work into what that they do, a lot of practicing. Um, when you're home with your feet propped up, they're out here practicing. And I appreciate their loyalty to that. And I thank you all for coming tonight. You could have been anywhere else. And I thank the Lord that the rain led up, you know, to where we could get in and out without Brother Murphy having to hold the umbrella over my head. I told him last night, you got one job, and that's to hold that umbrella over my head till I get to my car. And he did it. Amen. And I thank the Lord for your love. I thank you for your love. Y'all are the lev lovingest people, and I thank you for your love offering. May the Lord richly bless you. And until we meet again, sayonara or whatever, you know. But um, I want you to have a, a good hallow thanksmas. That's Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas all rolled, all rolled into one. Amen. But may the Lord richly bless you. I want to delve right into the word tonight. Revelation, the 13th chapter. Tonight I'm going to be preaching on the mark of the beast. Revelation 13, starting at verse 1. And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his head the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was likened to a leper, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him power and his seat and great authority. Now the beast is going to be a person that is as cruel as a beast, but will have and gain the political and religious power of the world during that time. Now, when I was here last year, I preached on the end, the end times, and of course, this ties right into it. This is talking about the end times, but we're going to be talking more about the mark of the beast. Verse 3, And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. Well, that would be a miracle, wouldn't it? See somebody possibly shot in the head, they're dead, and then all of a sudden they are resurrected, and the world is going to think that this is some great power that this person has. And they worship the dragon, which gave power unto the beast, and they worship the beast, saying, Who is likened to the beast, and who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies and power, and was given unto him to continue forty and two months, which is three and a half years. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindred and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. I want to say this. It's important that your name be written down in the Lamb's book of life. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that 
leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles. See, a lot of people are going to be deceived because he is given this power to perform miracles, which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, and the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not, should worship not, I'm sorry, as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be what? Killed. That means there's going to be a degree given to kill all who refuse to worship the world leader and his images. In other words, if you resist the Antichrist and refuse to have that mark, then you will pay for it with your very life. Verse 16, And he causeth all both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark. Now you're going to have to get this. Now listen very closely. To receive a mark where? Everybody say in, not on, in. It's very important. Receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead. And that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man his number is 600, three score, and six, which is 666. Now, the microchip that we hear a lot about today, and it was just a new thing to us like 15 years ago. Some of you kids weren't even born, but there was no such thing. We never heard much about a microchip. It is used right now in animals to help locate them if they're lost. It's called InfoPet. They lift up Fido's a nap of his neck, and they shoot that microchip in there. Fido gets lost. Then they call, they take him to a shelter. They scan that, and the chip will say something like, my name is Fido. I belong to uh, Ken Lester, and uh, or that would be lucky, wouldn't it? That would be lucky. And, um, and, and have a phone number on there. They pick up the phone, call them, say, I got your dog. All right, that's called Info Pet, Info Pet. But the government is and has already been began to use this microchip for positive identification. Now, if you're a note taker, that's two words that you need to write down. Positive identification. That is one of the means, that is one of the ways that this is all going to come to pass is through positive identifications. Doctors studied the human body to find out where the temperature changes most. 
so that the microchips will be able to recharge themselves. Now, these were not Christian doctors. These were just scientific doctors. And they said, where does the temperature change the most? And they said, on the back of the right hand and the forehead. Have you ever had your mother go over and feel you to see if you've got a temperature or whatever? That's, that's a mama's the- thermometer right there. Just feel you to see if you've got a, a temperature. Well, these two places are the forehead and the back of the right hand. The chip is so small that it can be implanted through the eye of a hypodermic needle. A government man told a doctor that the government was going to start implanting these microchips in key personnel. There are some places that already have them implanted in them to be able to open up passageways, doors, and secret compartments and stuff. Does that mean that they have received the mark of the beast? No. Whenever you receive the mark of the beast, you will know what it is. You will be doing it in allegiance to the Antichrist. Because a few years ago, 17,000 babies had these implanted in them and 6,000 men in Sweden now carry them in them and they did it to find out would there be any ill side effects and there are absolutely none. The, The Secretary of Health, Education, and Welfare was on a talk show and said welfare fraud is running millions and millions of dollars a quarter He said, this is going to cease. We are going to have positive identification. The host asked him what it was going to be. He said, electronic media under the skin. The microchip has lithium in it. The doctor asked a medical, another uh, medical doctor, what would happen if the chip would burst? He said, it would cause a great sore. Everybody say a great sore. Revelation 16 and 2. Read that. And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth, and there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the men. What what men? Which had the mark of the beast, and upon them which worshipped his image. I can just see all those lithium batteries breaking and causing great sores. If that's the way that the Lord wants to do it, then then that's the way he'll do it. A few years ago, the government wanted to get a smart card in the hands of every man, woman, boy, and girl. The smart card is a French card. One million of them have already been brought into Maryland and the welfare system. This card has the same microchip in it that I'm talking about. The AT, all the ATM machines have been redesigned to be able to read these. There are LEO satellites above us right now, low or Earth orbiting LEO satellites above us right now. And guess what they can do? They can read a postage stamp on a tennis court. It can read your license plates every 19 minutes sitting out here in the church parking lot. They orbit the earth every 19 minutes. Many cars now have the chip in them. If you lock your keys, 
in the car, you can call an 800 number and a satellite will unlock your car. I think that's so cool, especially when I locked my key in my car one time. I thought it was really cool. Didn't have the microchip. <laughs> now go to 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter. I want our young people to know tonight that this is real. This is not a fairy tale. It's not something that some preacher's been talking about for hundreds of years, but this is going to become a reality one of these days, and you need to be ready for it. First Thessalonians 5, 1 through 6. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say what? Peace and safety. Then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in the darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. You are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the, of the night nor the darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but what us, let us what? Watch and be sober. He said that the Lord's coming is going to be like a thief in the night, but not to us. Not to us. Amen. If um, um, the Lesters, they tell me they're coming to my house and, and they're going to be there at 8 o'clock on a Tuesday night and they're going to come visit me. At 8 o'clock Tuesday night, my doorbell rings. I'm not going to say, I wonder who that could be. I'm going to know it's because they've told me they're coming. But if they go over to my neighbor's house and start banging on their door, they're going to wonder who on earth is that. Why? Because they're not ready for the Lesters. But I was. Now when Jesus comes back, I'm going to be ready. Are you going to be ready? That's the question tonight. Are you going to be ready? He's not going to catch me unaware. I'm going to be ready. He said, I'm coming as a thief in the night. But he said, you are not in the darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. He said, you are the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. Let us watch. The word begins, the, the word watch here means to stay awake and keep alert. We are not to sit around and watch for the day, but rather to be spiritually prepared in order to escape the wrath of the Lord of that day. Amen. Be sober means to abstain. One meaning is to abstain from alcohol. Its second meaning here is to be alert, wakeful, or in self-control. I cannot believe the amount of churches across the land today that have let the standard down so much that they don't care if, if their members or their people that, or even the pastor, they don't care if they drink alcohol and they care. I want to tell you something. The Word of God tells us that wine is a mocker and strong drink is raging. And whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. We are not of the world, people, and we don't need to act like the world. We don't need to look like the world, and we don't need to smell like the world with the smell of alcohol and everything on us. It is a mocker. It will make a mockery of you and your life. I know what I'm talking about. My grandfather was an alcoholic. He got saved before he died. My, his two sons, my two uncles, became extreme alcoholics. Thank God, before Uncle Paul died, 
Two years before he died, he found the Lord Jesus Christ, laid the bottle down cold turkey, and was never again touched by it again. And he made heaven his home. Right now, my uncle Chris, my only living uncle that I have, is an alcoholic because he touched the stuff. He drank the stuff. Amen. And my, my sister told her, her son, my nephew, said, Quentin, I know that you're 19 years old, but son, listen, you got a grandfather and you got two uncles that were extreme alcoholics. And it does, it is a genetic thing. It is in your genes. You can take one drink and become an alcoholic for life. Amen. But even if you don't, stay away from the stuff. Young people, let me talk to you. Stay away from it. Amen. Adults be examples to the young people. Well, that wasn't part of my message. That was free. Romans the 13th chapter. We don't need to act like the world, people. We don't need to talk like the world. We need to watch our language, that our language doesn't resemble the world. God, where's all this coming from? I'm telling you what. I guess it's coming from God because it's not on my notes. Romans 13, 11, and that knowing the time that now it is high time to wake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Now go back to Revelation, the 14th chapter. I'm going to begin at verse 9, Revelation 14 and 9. And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his, and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup, of his indignation, and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest, night nor day, who worship the beast and his image, and whosoever receiveth the mark on his name. Now, when I was a child growing up, where's my other microphone? I get so bound up with this mic right there. It's red. When I was a child growing up, Brother Murphy, they preached this a whole lot more than what they do now. Preachers have slacked off on mentioning anything behind a pulpit about the mark of the beast. You can, you can listen to... Uh, TV evangelists, and they'll massage you, and they'll make you feel like that you're okay in your sin. I want to tell you something. Sin is an abomination against God, and sin will not make it into heaven. Amen. But my mother, she taught us the way that they thought back then that things was going to happen I mean, they did not have a clue about microchips and all of the technology that we have today. So she, she sat me and Rick down. I, <laughs> I was about five and Rick was six and a half. She's, Margie was not even thought of. And she, was, she sat us on that couch. And Sister Murphy, she got that stern look on her face. She said, now listen up. I'm going to tell you about the mark of the beast. Boy, we, our eyes was bugged out. The mark of the what? 
the mark of the beast. Now listen to me. If I'm out back hanging up clothes and somebody knocks on the front door and you open up the door and it's a government man, and back then we just thought they was going to stamp us, you know, with the 666. And she said, and if he says, give me your right hand, I want to stamp a 666 on it, or I'm going to put a 666 on your forehead. Don't you do it. I'm not going to do it, Mom. I said, what will happen? I was always the curious one. What will happen, Mama, if we let them put a 666 on us? She said, you'll go to hell. I said, well, I don't want to go to hell. Then I got to thinking, what will happen if if we say, no, we don't want to take that mark? She said, "They'll, they'll cut your head off. I thought, cut my head off. Hell's later, head's now, you know. <laughs> I'm thinking, I, I, don't, I don't like this conversation, Brother Murphy. I don't like this conversation at all. And Mama said, it's better to have your head cut off and go to be with Jesus than have that mark. Because once you get that mark, and she was right about this, once you get that mark, that mark is your ticket to hell. Now, the rapture is our ticket to heaven. But that mark is your ticket to hell. And so this, boy, I tell you what, this had me shook up. And for weeks, I would, and she, you know, she taught us about the rapture and all this, that, and the other. And all good little boys and girls go up in the rapture, you know. Bad ones stay here. And I'm like, "Mm." I I wanted to draw closer to God than ever. And boy, for weeks after I'd get off the school bus, I'd, I'd run through the house looking for Mama to make me. One time I couldn't find her in any room. I mean any room. And y'all have done the same thing. I couldn't find her anywhere. And I'd tears run down. Mama! And my brother's like, what is wrong with you? Mama's what I'm in a rapture. I told you we got to be good. Mama was outside hanging up clothes. It pays to be ready. But listen to me, people. Mama drilled that in me as a five-year-old so much that whenever I would go to our local ball games and pay to get in, they'd say, let me stamp your hand. I will never give them my right hand. I will give them my left hand every day. You ain't sneaking that thing in on me. No, sir. I will give them. I went to Chuck E. Cheese and I said, left hand, please. And that was just last August. I tell you, when mama puts something in here, it stays. Amen. Amen. Of course, we know that Whenever you receive the mark of the beast, you will be fully aware of what you are doing. It will be giving your allegiance to the Antichrist at that time. And so tonight, you cannot plead ignorant because you know, you know. I want to tell you something. There's only one person we need to give our allegiance to, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ. Revelation, the 20th chapter. There's going to be people that lose their lives because they won't take the mark. 
We're going to read this and I'm going to make a statement. Revelation 20 and 4. And I saw thrones and they that sat upon them and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their forehead or in their hands. And they lived and they reigned with Christ a thousand years. Now listen. There will be, there, there's going to be 144,000 Jews that in the middle of the tribulation, they're going to realize they've been duped, they've been tricked, and that the um, world leader, the Antichrist, is not who he says that he is. And they're going to realize this, and then Brother Murphy, they're going to be, they're going to lose their life, but they're going to go on up to be with us. Now, there's big controversy upon how long is the tribulation. Some people say that it's going to be three and a half years long. Some people say that, that, that we as the church will go into it three and a half years. Some, uh, some ignorance say that we're going to go through it for the full seven years. Go ahead if you want to, but as for me, you can call me gone. We're going to see, just like we are right now, we're seeing it coming. We're seeing it coming. But let me tell you something, people. It doesn't matter about the when or the how. You gotta know the who. Amen. And the who is Jesus Christ. Amen. And when you know the who, you don't have to worry about it. Now, let me tell you something. Whenever um, this tribulation starts, then we're gonna be out of here. We're gonna go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And during that time, great tribulation. The Bible said, as never before, is gonna be poured out upon this earth now I have people ask me do you think that with me having all of the you know they're talking to me they say I have all the knowledge about the Bible and about the rapture and about the mark of the beast and everything but Sister Kay if I miss the rapture and I see the tribulation and I realize don't you think that I can just say I'm not going to receive the mark and I'm just going to be beheaded for Christ? I said, yeah, you can do that, but let me ask you this one question. If you can't serve God in the land of the milk and honey right now, what makes you think you're going to step up there and say, cut my head off? You need to get right right now, amen, or get left. You get right or you get left behind, amen? The microchip's going to be convincing. Just think about it. I mean, this thing coming in, it's going to be so convincing. Not only will it be to the allegiance of this antichrist, the beast, it's also going to be very convenient. Just think, if you have a microchip put in, your hand or your forehead, it will contain all the information that, that they need to know about you. It will have your, um, your, your name and your address, your, your number. It will have any medical problems about you, any um, jail sentencing, your criminal activity. It will have, if you, if you were in the military, everything that the government would need to know about you, it would be on this microchip. There would be no need to carry money again or a credit card because everything is deducted out of this microchip. Are you following me? And so, therefore, your money would never be stolen again. Face it, people, it's going to look obvious 
If you cut someone's hand off or their head and you go in and want to pay for it with that, hello, that's going to be a little obvious, don't you think? And, and people are going to really melt your heart with lost children will be found. Come on. No more, we won't have to do no more amber, amber alerts because we'll be, do you know that you can drop a child right now in the jungle of Africa and our machinery can find that child within a three foot distant, can come down like a GPS and find that child right now. We have that kind of technology. No more hot checks, no more counterfeit money, no more forgery. Man, the businesses are going to eat this up. And we're moving to a cashless society. And as Christians, we've always wondered when the world, the one world money system would happen. Well, it began to be ushered in in 1990 um, when all money except for the $1 bill from 1990 has a fiber optic strip in it. If it's a 5, it will say USA 5, USA 5. The 10, same thing, 20, 50, 100. And there, I don't think there's any th such thing as a $500 bill. Um, well, and I'm just trying to enlighten you here. But anyway, now this did not just happen. This fiber optic strip did not just happen in the United States. When they ushered it in in 1990, all countries have now this fiber optic strip, and we are swiftly moving to a one-world system. Amen. In Texas, the welfare system was the first one to set this up instead of the food stamps that they used to have in the book. It's, it was called the Lone Star Card. It has the same microchip in it. You just give it to the, the clerk, and they scan it, and it shows how much you have on your food stamp account. It deducts it from that. One of the guys that did this card, made this card, took one of the microchips for the fun of it, put it under his skin, went and bought some groceries, and gave the girl the card that was empty, and she was scanning it, scanning it, scanning it. She said, sir, I'm sorry, nothing is even beeping on this. He took his hand, and he scanned it across the scanner, and it picked it up just like that. She said, how did you do that? He had placed it in the back of his hand just to see if it would work. I want to tell you something, people. We are closer to this than what we realize. Debit, the one way that we have been conditioned, and that's another key word to write down, conditioned. This is going to be ushered in under positive identification. And we're going to, we are now being conditioned for the mark of the beast. One way is through debit cards, direct deposits. There are companies that will have you to sign a slip that if you will not agree to a direct deposit, you will not work for them. Another way is paying bills online. It's so convenient. I can go down the road tomorrow and I can call up AT&T on, on my phone without even talking to a person. And they can tell me how much my phone bill is and punch a couple of keys and right then and there, going down the road, my AT&T bill is paid. 
paying bills online. We're being conditioned for the mark right now. And anyone who is dependent upon the government, Lord, help you. Because it'll be the welfare system or social security system to be the first to be tried to be uh, forced into this mark. And I want to encourage you, this is just a little side note, I want to encourage you to try to be as debt-free as you can. Don't bite off more than you can chew or that you can handle if there is a big crisis coming down the pike. You young kids, when you get a credit card application in the mail, rip it up, throw it away. Walk away and nobody will get hurt. Now I'm going to try to go through this next part. It's all in Revelation. We're going to start with the sixth verse, sixth chapter. I mean, I'm going to tell you some things that are going to happen, not might happen, but I'm going to tell you some things that are definitely, without a shadow of a doubt, that are going to happen during the tribulation. One-fourth of all mankind are going to die. Some because of war, some because of famine, and others because of wild beasts on the earth. Revelation 6 and 8. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was death and hell followed him. And power was given unto them over one-fourth of the earth to kill with sword and with hunger and with death and with the beasts of the earth. Revelation, the eighth chapter, one-third of all vegetation is going to be burned up, green grass, trees, one-third of everything green will be destroyed. Read it, Revelation 8, 7. The first angel sounded, and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood, and they, that, they were cast upon the earth, and the third part of the trees was burned up, and all green grass was burned up. Now, Revelation, the eighth chapter, the twelfth verse, the moon and the sun will be darkened. And the fourth angel sounded, and the third part of the sun was smitten, and the third part of the moon, and the third part of the stars, so as the third part of them were darkened. And the day shone not for a third part of it, and the night likewise. Revelation, the ninth chapter. The gates of hell will be open, and hordes of locusts will come up on the earth. Imagine locusts, the shape of of horses. The locusts will be allowed to sting men like scorpions and the pain will last for five months. Revelation 9, 3 through 7. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth and unto them was given power as the scorpions on the, of the earth have power. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which had not the seal of God in their foreheads. And to them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. And in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. And the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses prepared unto battle on their heads as it were crowns like gold, and their faces were as the face of men. Now, for a long time when I was a kid growing up, the church would teach and preach, different ministers would preach, 
that during the seven-year tribulation that men would cry out for the rocks to fall on them. They cry for death and they would not be able to die. I've already read to you about one-fourth of them being killed. Only during this five-month period of time will man not be able to die. They will be stung with this locust and it is going to be painful. They won't be able to stand without hurting, sit without hurting, lay down without hurting, walk without hurting. They will hurt and they will feel the pain for five months. And you say, why on earth will, won't they be able to die or to kill themselves? Because God wants them to feel all the pain that he has reserved for the ungodly. You don't want to be here during that time. Amen. Verse 6 tells us about the five months. God has set aside his wrath for these ungodly people. Brother Murphy, I think sometimes how on earth does God put up with the nonsense from the United States? How is he putting up with the junk that is coming from the United States? Sitcoms so filthy that you can't watch them. Comedians laughing and talking and making jokes against God that would absolutely scare me to death to do so. Never fear. God's judgment wheel is turning. It's turning slow, but it is turning. He's giving people right now a window of opportunity to repent. But to those that refuse on the day of the the great wrath of God for the seven years, he is going to be pouring out all of his wrath. And he has not, he is not, listen to me, he's not going to pour his wrath upon his church, upon his children. He has reserved his wrath for the ungodly. And we are not the ungodly. Hallelujah. Revelation 18, there's going to be a worldwide famine unlike anything that the world has ever seen. Not just in Ethiopia, not just in Africa, worldwide. Revelation 18 and 8. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine. And she shall be utterly burned with fire for strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. Revelation 14, a worldwide world will be so bloody. There's going to be a war so bloody that the blood of those killed in battle will flow for 200 miles up to the horse's bridle in the valley of Zeril. This is going to be called the Battle of Armageddon. Revelation 14, 20. And the winepress was trodden without the city, and blood came out of the winepress, even into the horse's bridle, by the space of a thousand and six hundred furlongs, which is two hundred miles. The seven seas of the earth will be turned into blood. Every river, every stream will become as blood. Turn on your water, nothing but blood comes out. Revelation 8 and 8. And the second angel sounded, and it was a great mountain burning with fire, 
was cast into the sea. And the third part of the sea became blood. Revelation 11 and 6. And these have power, talking about the two witnesses, to shut heaven that it rain not in the days of their prophecy and have power over water to turn them to blood and to smite the earth with all plagues as oft as they will. The sun is going to scorch the earth and it's going to scorch men with fire. Revelation 16, 8 and 9. And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. And men were scorched with great heat and blasphemed the name of God which had power over those plagues and they repented not to give him glory. That is how vile that the people will be upon the face of the earth during this time, knowing that God has the power to stop it if he will. Instead, they continue to blaspheme his name. Men are going to gnaw their tongue in pain. Revelation 16, 10, and 11. And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seed of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness. And they gnawed their tongue for pain and blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores and repented not of their deeds. People today that are vile refuse to repent. If you tell them that's, that's not good that you do that, they will laugh at you. We are living in the land right now where Isaiah said, and they call the things that are right wrong and the things that are wrong right. They put good for evil and evil for good. And that is the land, that is the time that we are living in right now. I never thought I'd dream to see it. But it is, it's wrapping up fast. There's going to be an earthquake so severe that the mountains and the islands are going to disappear. Revelation 16, 18 through 21. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings. And there was a great earthquake such as was not seen since men were up on the earth, so mighty an earthquake and so great. And the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell. And great Babylon came into remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of his wine of the fierceness of his wrath. Now listen to verse 20. And every island fled away. Goodbye, Hawaii. Every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. Goodbye, Huddleston. Goodbye, Virginia. All the mountains. Goodbye, Northern California, where I was raised. The mountains were not found. And there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven. Every stone, not some of the stones, every stone about the weight of a talent. And men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail, for the plague thereof was exceeding great. Can you imagine hail falling from heaven the size of a talent? You know how much a talent weighs? 100 pounds. Forget your cars. A 100 pounds. I've been in a hail storm before. Beat my car up. But it was just hail like that. It wasn't 100 pound hail. I don't care if you got a metal roof. A 100 pound Block ice falling from heaven is going to go right through that. Going to go right through cattle, all kinds of living things. 100-pound hail falling from heaven. I want to tell you, young people, I want to tell you, adults, you don't want to be here during that time. 
Do you want to escape the tribulation? Or do you want to be here in torment? I can tell you right now, my mind's made up. I'm not going to be here. I plan on serving God however many days, months, and years that he has left for this old girl. I plan on serving God until the day I draw my very last breath. It's going to take more than just wanting to. It's going to take a determination. It's going to take a determination to go all the way with God. No more playing games. No more in and out. I'm here today. I'm gone tomorrow. I'm, I'm, I'm serving the Lord this week and then I'm out for six months. No more playing games. It's time to get right with God. It's time to get serious with God. It's time to go all the way in the Lord and sing the song, No Turning Back, No Turning Back. Mama don't go, no turning back. I don't care. I'm going to heaven. There's no turning back for this girl. I'm going to leave you with Mark the 13th chapter. Verse 32 through 37. It took me a long time to study out these scriptures, to try to get them in chronological order. And I want you to take them to heart. I hope you've wrote some of them down. Go home and study them out. Mark, the 13th chapter, I want to read, leave you with the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, verse 32 through 37. But of that day and that hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son but the Father, talking about the rapture, take ye heed, watch and pray, for you know not when the time is. Anybody tell you that Jesus is coming back October the 18th? He's a liar. You have... Biblical authority to call them a liar. Take your heed, watch, and pray, for you know not when the time is for the Son of Man. Is as a man taking a far journey who left his house, gave authority to his servants and to every man his work, and commanded the porter to watch. Watch ye therefore, for you know not when the master of the house cometh, at eve or at midnight or at the cock crowing or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he finds you sleeping. What I say unto you, I say unto all, Watch. Would you stand? Now I tell you truth when I tell you tonight that Pastor, I don't I don't allow it in the first place, but he wouldn't do it in the second place. Pastor has not talked to me concerning any of your salvations. So what I've preached tonight, I've preached with inspiration and not information. So if this has hit you tonight and you are not where you need to be, y'all go ahead and put some music on. You're, where, you're not where you need to be in Jesus Christ. If I was you, I wouldn't walk, but I would run to this altar right now. If you are not ready to meet the Lord Jesus Christ, if that day is going to come upon you suddenly as a thief in the night, then you need to make your way to the altar right now. Oh, don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Jesus Christ hung on a cross for your salvation that you might be able to have salvation. You don't need to be ashamed. He said, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you when you stand before my Father on that day. 
I just don't get these preachers who say, everybody bow your head, close your eyes, and, and without anybody looking around, if you don't know the Lord, will you just secretly raise your hand? No, sirree, you need to come clean. You need to stand up. You need to proclaim, I need a Savior. His name is Jesus, and here I am tonight. How about you young people? Is there any of y'all that if you know if Jesus was to come right here tonight and it might not be the rapture, it might be something, an accident, it might be something like that. Are you ready to go? If you're not, would you step out? Would you just step out and say, Sister Kay, I want to make sure. If you're just not sure, would you step out and say, Lord, here I am. Come on. Come on. Thank you. How many more? How many more brave Young men and women will step out and say, here I am. Come on. Come on, pastor. Pray for him. How many more? Yes, thank you. We're not playing games tonight, people. There's a heaven and there's a hell, and you don't want to go to it. I'm feeling in my spirit that there are still some of y'all that need to step out, that you need to come on and you need to get right with God tonight. You may not have another chance. Oh, you're trying to scare me. If I could scare you into heaven and out of hell, I'd do it in a heartbeat. And when we met in heaven, you'd hug my neck and say, thank you, Sister Kay. Thank you for scaring me out of the situation that I was in. God bless you. God bless you, young man. God bless you. Can we have some more prayer warriors? Hallelujah. Hallelujah.